everybody. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Real Estate Disruptors. Today we have Keith Everett and Lenny Harrell from Alabama Cash Offer. You say, what was the other name? Hustle Implementers. Hustle Implementers. Hustle Implementers. Yes, sir. And they came in from Birmingham, Alabama to share how they did just 100K last week alone in wholesaling, which is, nice. I think, stepping it up big time. I mean, you already knew you were coming out here for the fifth. Yeah. And you guys just went crazy. Really? Uh, to, 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 to pad your stats a little bit, which I respect. I think that's awesome. Yeah. Um, if this is your first time tuning in, I'm Steve Trank, founder of the Offer Pass Homes app, the only MLS for off-market wholesale properties. I'm on a mission to create 100 millionaires. One question I do get a lot is, how do I become one of the 100 millionaires? Please allow me to answer it here. The information on this podcast alone really is enough for you to become a millionaire in the next five to seven years. If you take consistent action, I really emphasize consistent, you will become a millionaire. Uh, when you hear a nugget, just type into the comment section after the show, identify your single biggest takeaway, and focus only on that for the next seven days, and you will make it. If you're impatient like me, and you want to cut off two or three years, if you're struggling to turn leads into appointments, frustrated that you're not closing enough of your appointments, or angry because some of your sellers are going dark just a few days before close of escrow, schedule a call at disruptors.com. We'll see if we can help you become a millionaire just a little bit faster. And don't forget, I do have that little mini-series tomorrow, the second half, on how to get more done in less time. Um, go to disruptors.com slash time, and I'll be sure to let you know how to get there. And then, if you get value today, please tag a friend below or share this episode right now. That way, we can all grow together. You guys ready? I'm ready. Let's get it ready, man. All right. All right. So, the first question, same question always, is what got you guys into real estate? That's good, man. I would say, man, for me... Uh, I was a guy, you know, I was working five years at a factory. I started in 2011. I ended in 2016. Doing what? I was actually in college, right? I was okay. actually making, like, uh, pharmaceutical drugs, narcotics. I was making promethazine, uh, Percocets, and stuff like that. So, yep. uh, I mean, I know a lot of people, when they think of Percocets and promethazine, they think automatically illegal, mm -hmm. but it was 100% legal. And, uh, you know, for me, I was in college, man. I was thinking, like, I'm already making 60 grand a year. My teachers really wasn't making 60 grand, so I'm like, um, do this really make sense? Yeah. I was looking to get a business degree, and I'm just like, man, if my teacher's not making 60 grand a year like I'm making, mm -hmm. I mean, does me still being in college make sense? So uh, what I used to do, I used to go on lunch break. You know, I worked 12-hour shifts. I used to pray to God, like, I know it's something else for me. I know I got a purpose in life. I know working at this factory, it can't be everything that I'm looking to do, right? Yeah. So, you know, he put a vision in my head. I started uh, following a lot of people on social media. Uh, all successful people. I unfollowed a lot of people. Like, you know what? It's not bringing me no value. So I ran to this guy named Nick Ruiz. Mm -hmm. He had a webinar. said, hey, you can make money with no oh, money down. Oh, you also learned from Nick Ruiz. Exactly. Okay. So he said, you can make money through real estate, no money down. I ain't had no money to put down. So I'm like, this is my cup of tea, right? Yeah. So I watched the webinar. I said, you know what? This is exactly what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. And uh, I ended up buying a, 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 his book for $20. I read the book. Every chapter, I took notes before I went to the next chapter. So a lot of people, what they like to do is... Oh, really? They yes. like to watch... They like to read the whole book before they take action. But I actually already had an action plan when I finished the book, and I was ready to go. That's so awesome. I started around, like, February 2016. Uh, I took action in March. And then in, uh, at the end of April, I got my first deal. And after my first deal, I just quit my job, man. I feel like if I could do it one time, I could do it a thousand times. Uh, so a lot of people have a hard time, you know, even closing that first deal for it to be enough. Right. Their job. So was it a big deal or just five thousand dollars? It was so, five thousand dollars, man. We split so, it. I split it with a guy. It was before me and Lenny was actually partners. I split it with this guy, another wholesaler. He yeah. bought the buyer. I bought the seller. 
$2,500 a piece. I said, man, oh, I'm done. $2,500. So you just have proof of concept. You had to put my back on the wall, man. You know what I mean? One thing yeah. about putting your back on the wall, you're going to find out exactly who you are. And when you find out exactly who you are, you're going to be able to perform at your highest level. Yeah, I love it. What about you? Yes, sir. So um, so I worked on the railroad for uh, for about seven years. So uh, my schedule went like this. So, uh, so basically, Sunday, that was the day I left out. So uh, I would travel. I'm working in Alabama, right? So uh, I live in Alabama, and I was traveling all over the East Coast. So I would go to Illinois, Massachusetts, all over the East Coast. So um, on, when I get out there, I travel out there Sunday, get out there, work Monday through uh, Monday through Thursday, and that's when um, you know I work daylight to dark, Monday through Thursday, and then that's when you know at the end of the day for me, you know I'm leaving my family for. You know, all these days in the week, I was only home eight days a month. So oh, for me, what were you doing? So I worked on a railroad. But like you were like laying tracks, right? Like... Yeah, like we raid dual rail. Like so, uh, so basically, what that meant for me is like I was a laborer. So basically, for almost five years, I eventually upgraded to a machine operator. But I was a laborer for five of those years, basically. Um, you know. You know, working on a railroad. I, so at that time, you know, for me, it was it was it was a difficult transition because right. you know my family. I was leaving my family for you know five days a week. My son, he's asking me questions before I leave. You know, why are you leaving, Dad? Like, you know, what, what's going on? You know, and how old was he? He was at the time. Like, I started the railroad. <clears throat> he was born in um, you know. In 2011, that's, that's, that's the, you know, 2010, I started the railroad in 2011. So uh, I started just basically as soon as, right, just a few months after he was born. So, you know, for me, it was just, it was a difficult transition. I knew this wasn't what I wanted to do, you know what I mean? So at the end of the day, you know, after I, you know, travel for Sunday, Sunday, it was the day I traveled, Monday through Thursday, that was when... You know, it was difficult for me. You know, I was working daylight to dark. Thursday, that's the day we get off work. We go home. We have to travel all the way back to the house, all the way back to Alabama. You know, Friday morning, we wake up. You know, that was the only business day that we actually had. So we had any any business that I had to perform, mm -hmm. that was the day that we did it. You know what, what I business? mean? You know, just your only business day through the week because I was gone. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But is it talking about like you're trying to start your real estate business or something else? No, no, and I'm just in reference to like you know, Monday, Monday through Friday, it's a typical business day. Yeah. But for me, you know, I was doing real estate on the side. Okay, so you, you know, were doing real estate at that time. Absolutely. So, gotcha. so like we became partners in 2017 around like February, March. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? He didn't actually like. You know, I used to tell him all the time, like, listen, in order for us to tap into a space and for us to get blessed by God, you know, like we need to be, we got to be two feet in. Yeah. You know, it took from February 2017 all the way to around, like, like the end of March of 2017, early April. And uh, he ended up quitting his job. And that same month in April, we did 154000 No CRM, no office, no team, just me and him. Yeah. So I just let you know right there what kind of grind that we had. Though. So you guys were, you guys knew each other before you guys partnered up? We actually didn't. We actually met on, uh, you know, Facebook because he was putting stuff in the yard sale. We buy houses, little flyers. I was doing the same exact thing. And I was thinking, like, man, who is this guy doing what I'm doing? Yeah. You know, but, you know, we was doing it so much, and he was doing it so much. I said, you know what? 
instead of competing, let's see if we can come together and we can push forward even faster. And that's exactly what we did. We met at Starbucks like five, six times. Uh, we was filling each other out. I mean, I mean, it was evident that the first meeting that we had, we really didn't really trust each other. We was trying to see exactly who we were. Who we were. And uh, once we met a couple of times, we're like, we're like, you know what, man, this dude's serious, man. He exactly what I've been praying for. Not looking for, he exactly what I've been praying for. And then we came together, and the rest is history. So your first deal you did with some other wholesaler. Yep. Your first deal you guys did together? My or no, you were doing? I did, I did actually do it alone. So what, okay. I, what I did was uh, it was very hazardous for me to have my phone on the track. Yep. But what we could do is have our phone outside of four feet outside of the track. So I would step outside of the track. I would post in like 15 groups really quickly. Hop back in the track and go back to work. And all of a sudden, hey, we buy houses, whatever, whoopie woo. <laughs> and then, you know, when we got done with our work, at the end of the day, I would look and see what my results was. Yeah. And uh, I was able to schedule an appointment based on my schedule. You know what I mean? So there's really no excuses. Yeah. So I love that. I mean, you, you clearly have motivation, right? Day yeah. laborer, you know, oh, yeah. sun up to sundown. Oh, yeah. What caught you? What specifically about real estate, you know, excited you? Man, well, it, it wasn't necessarily real estate at, in the beginning. Mm -hmm. You know, for me, it was more so of I didn't like my current situation. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, I was gone for my family. I was only home eight days a month. You know what I mean? So, you know, for me to be gone for my family that amount of time, it wasn't acceptable. Yeah. So uh, I began reading books, and, I, and, you know, I actually attended a seminar, and uh, that was what really sparked my interest. I know most successful people, you know, had real estate and, you know, it's part of their repertoire. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, I, that was what actually propelled me to continue to go in, you know, with real estate. So, so I'm going to say something, and I hope yeah. this isn't offensive, right? For sure. But to go from, like, railroad day laborer to being, like, the main integrator in a major operation. It's big, man. Two totally different things. Yeah. I mean, how and, was that transition? And, and don't forget, he was around me as well. Yeah. And I'm the crazy one. I quit my job after my first deal. I'm like, listen, man, quit the job, man. We're we going to already make it happen. That's my speed. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, I, I just I just ain't got no time. I'll just say, listen, I'm telling you right now, you quit the job, you put two feet in, Yeah. I guarantee we're going to receive a different type of blessings, man. That's what happened. Yeah. We did 154000 No team, no office, no CRM. Yeah. I mean, Steve, you already know that's that's extremely hard, oh, that's crazy. especially today. Yeah. yeah, you know. But the thing about it is, even though that he was working his job, he always was working. Yeah. He never slept. Yeah. He never made excuses. I say this: I had this guy in my ear every day. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And like, I, I say this: if you have somebody, if you have a partner that agrees with every single thing that you say, like, that's not good. You need somebody that that challenges you. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Somebody that says, hey, I feel like this. When I, when I feel like this and he feel like this, that's good. So now we're challenging our minds. You know what I mean? So that's that's, what's, that's what makes the greatest version of ourselves Yeah, is when we can we can both challenge each other. But how was but, that transition, right? Like yeah. you're working with your hands. Yeah. To now, Two totally uh, separate different things. And yeah. like when I, you know, I integrate podios for the guys that come to our two-day, you know, and they asked me, hey, Lenny, how did you get so good at putty? What, what did you do? Like, did you Were you in tech? And my answer is no. Like, I used to swing a hammer for four years. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. The, the difference is, you know, I just really wanted to, you know, I just really wanted to understand what I was doing. Yeah. You know, I just really, that, that re really meant a lot to me to yeah. understand my portion, my role. Well, the reason why I want to emphasize this point is that there's no excuses. 
Exactly. Right. Like exactly. you wanted to do something and you did it because there's a lot of people like, well, this is too hard. Um, you know, I can't do this. This is mm. for me. Yep. There's, you know, and I've heard, you know, you want to argue for your excuses, you can have them. <laughs> I mean, what ain't, what ain't hard? I look at it like this. What ain't hard? Yeah. Everything is going to be hard. Wholesaling. I mean, I mean, to me, it's hard. It's yeah. simple, but it's hard. Yeah, you know, simple, especially now easy. today, though, because you got to think about it. Guys like yourself, guys like us. We got teams involved. When we first started, there was no team involved. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, when all this social media involved, we had to pick a couple people, guys like Nick Ruiz, guys like Sean Terry, Cody Sperber, pick, pick your poison. Which one you want to go with? Yeah. But it was, to me, even though it was less people to learn from, it was easier. Now it's so hard because guys like yourself, guys like us again, everybody teaching, mm -hmm. and people don't know what is what, what they need to go with, what they how don't they need tell? to go with. Yeah. They don't know how they can tell. Yeah. And that's why I respect your show so much because you said, where the hood is at? Yeah. You're not putting no title without you saying, bring us the hoods. Yeah. And I respect it about you for sure. I'm going to let you know I respect it about you. I appreciate that. So let's talk about your first deal. Yeah. All right, so you did, you know, you, you found the seller, you wholesaled it. Yeah. How did you find that seller? Band sign. Band sign. I rent the band sign out. You know what I mean? I took action. You know, I was working at the factory. I was tired of working at the factory. I was tired of getting uh, a certain amount of money. And I seen people was getting... You know, 10000 you know what I mean? Yeah. I seen that, though. So I, what I wanted to do is I wanted to make a change, and I, I'm, I'm about all action. Yeah. You know, I found a deal, put out a band sign, somebody called, I said, you know what, I'm on my way. I, I didn't know that. what the HVAC was. <laughs> you know, I didn't know what electrical was. Figure that out. I didn't know what plumbing was. So yeah. guess what? I found out. I said, you know what, I'm going to lock it up for this. This guy right here, he said he got a buyer. Guess what? Let's see if he can sell it. You yeah. know, you got to fill your way forward, man. I'm not, I'm not looking for no handouts. I'm not looking for everything to be perfect. I hate perfect because it scares me. Yeah. You know what I mean? I ready for. I, I want to know the rough patch is gonna come. Whatever we doing. So that's what I did. Well, and that's key, right? Like action. Everyone says take massive action. Take massive action. Yeah. But it's true. You gotta take action. Yeah. And it's yeah. really helpful to have someone like Lenny Facts. clean up after you. Facts. So let's talk about your first deal. Yeah. Well, let's start there. So your first deal. How did that come to fruition? Yeah, man. So, um, you know, as I said, I was working on a railroad, and on the weekends, Friday, Friday, I handled my business. The only day I had to put towards real estate really was Saturdays to really go hard, hard. Cause mm -hmm. I was home, I was, I was local. You know, I can do my thing. So, um, yeah, I handwritten, uh, hand wrote my business signs. I'm sorry, my bandit signs, and uh, I put them out on the weekends, and um, that's actually how I got my first deal. So it's not rocket science. It's so rocket. like you said, it's simple. The wheel, it's simple. It's right? simple, but it's hard. Yeah, it's hard. It's yeah. hard. I mean, that's just the, the facts of it. So let's talk about how you two work together. Because you guys, that's you know, you got question. keys in the front, front lines. He's out there. Yeah. Lenny, like your your name is like it's it's, it's real estate integrator. Like you want yeah. <laughs> totally want to be behind the scenes. You can't even find yeah. can't even find you. So let's talk about how do you guys work together. Yeah. Partnership principles, man, is very very simple. simple. You know, that's one thing that we did. That's what, That was one of our struggles at the beginning. You know, and I, I know a lot of people watching right now, you know, they probably got partnerships. They may not. They may have thought about it. It wasn't easy at first. The first thing we encountered was trust issues. You know, we didn't know we could trust each other. Hmm. You know, but once we got the partnership principles Because you guys line, didn't know each other well exactly, yet. Exactly. You know, exactly. We're talking, it's big money on the table when we're talking. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So, you know, the best thing about it is he do his role, marketer, you know, finances, you know, integrator, you know, everything like that. I'm more of everything that moves in actual time, mm -hmm. transactions, uh, over the sales team, you know what I mean? So that's that's my role. We don't cross each other's role. I don't step in his lane. I respect his lane. Yeah. You know, anytime, and we don't agree on everything. I think a lot of people got to understand that. Your part, I, I don't want to agree on everything that he do. 
But one thing that we can agree on is we want to do everything that's best for the company. For the company. And I think that that's what makes us so special because we we the same when it comes to grind and when it comes to mindset, but we're so different when it comes to skills. And I think that's what makes us special. Oh, I love it. And and you can't have no ego. I want to make it work with them. When you got a partner, you have to want to make it work. If you don't, then it ain't going to work. Yeah. It ain't going to work. So one thing I want to ask you, because Keith and I were very similar. Like I quit my job like... I didn't even think about it, right? Well, I thought about it, but like I talked to like, a couple people, but like I went for it. Mm-hmm. So we're visionaries. We're action takers. Yeah. We're the crazy ones. <laughs> the integrators have to deal with us. Yeah. How is it? How how do you keep Keith <laughs> in line? Yeah. So so it's, it's 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 real simple, man. Like for us, like you have to have a thinking place, right? Mm-hmm. So for us, our thinking place is cigar line. And, like, it's where we come up with so many ideas, man. We, we come up with, like, collectively, we come up with a lot of ideas in one time. But as an integrator, you have to have, you have to say, hey, like, listen, we, we can't integrate all these things at one time. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, we have to have, like, hey, we can do two of these things or we can do three of these things. See, my job as an integrator is to make sure everything functions correctly. Yeah, You know what I exactly. mean? So, like, that's, that's why yeah. an integrator in your company is so important. Because, like, that's really, like, the whole blueprint. Like, mm-hmm. you have to make sure that, like, everything is functioning correctly. So, with me and this guy, when we meet, this guy has so many ideas, man. Yeah. Like, he's, he's, he's always constantly, constantly turning. Wow. So, uh, so yeah, we just got to implement the things that we can implement. And then what we have is, like, an idea list. Yeah. So, everything else goes on the idea list. Yeah. So, one of the best uh, pieces of advice I got, um, and because, again, I'm the crazy one, right? Yeah. Um, is... Everyone that works underneath me, I tell them, like, their their role to make things happen, you know, kind of call them like they're the dream makers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, is there also, like, a movie editor? You know, like, in a movie, like, they'll film all the scenes. Yeah. But then the good editor removes all those scenes that are unnecessary, mm-hmm. right, or finds the vision. And so everyone on my team has the permission anytime if I'm overloading them to say, hey, here are our three priorities. Yeah. You told me these are three things that are the most important. Mm-hmm. This new thing that you just came up over lunch, is it more important than these other three? Mm. Exactly. No, it's not. Then we're not doing it, right? Exactly. But then yeah. we always have a top three priority. So, yeah, yeah, that's um, true. Absolutely. That's true. And as a visionary, you see the whole world, man. <laughs> Everything's an opportunity. You, back. you know, I just <laughs> like last weekend. I was just in Destin, Florida. I was at the beach. Man, I can't even tell you how many ideas I thought about just looking at the water, looking at. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I like when when that vision come, you want to make it. And it's one thing to be just a visionary, but when you're an action taker as well. It can be kind of tough, man. It's it can messy. Be tough. Yeah, it can it's get messy. messy. It can get real messy. So um, then was in these cigar sessions. Yeah. It's oh, when the, is this when Closer's Olympics came up? Man, actually, uh, Closer's Olympics came up. I actually was uh, chilling in my garage, you know, and I was just thinking, like, how can I add value to the game mm-hmm. that's not already been added? Yeah. And I thought about it. I said, you know what? Let's get all the top closers in the game together, one platform, one time, you know, of course we want to give back, but at the same time we want a lot of competition. Mm-hmm. That's when I gave him a call. We spoke about it. We spoke about the idea. We're like, man, you know what? This is it right here. It's crazy. Idea. I didn't want to leave nobody out. You know, some people I called, they didn't want to do it. You know, yeah. we ain't got to really talk about too many names. I called everybody who's supposed to be a closer just yeah. about. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we wanted to get at the top of the top. We want to get the best of the best. You know, who's actually in the business, in the game right now. Mm-hmm. I just want to thank guys like yourself. You say, you know what? Let's do it. And you showed your skills exactly what you can do. Always love a challenge. Yes, sir. Yeah. Facts. So you had the yeah. idea. You call Lenny. Yep. 
Then we call Elijah next. Mm-hmm. Then from Elijah, that's when we call Aaron. We call Q or Q and Aaron. Yeah. You know, we know they was pretty good guys. We're like, you know what? We want y'all a part of this because we was already doing the cold call challenge. Mm-hmm. I was like, let's just hit these guys up and see if they want to do it. And uh, we made it happen, man. It was classic. I think it was, yeah. you know, I think realistic. I'm thinking logical at all times. The Closer Olympics was one of the best events to me of the year because it was so different and it had so many people involved. Oh, it was crazy, crazy engagement. And I still get people like, man, I can't believe like how much I learned. And we were saying like for $97, yeah. you're crazy. That's yeah. crazy. Ridiculous, man. Jesus. That's not to pay. So who was more overwhelmed in those responsibilities for Closer's Olympics? I would say uh, it's easy to say myself. I would say Lenny mm-hmm. because he was behind the scenes. A lot of people don't understand, man. It's a lot of stuff. It's kind of like a show. You know, I may come out. I may be the act. But we all know that it's a lot of stuff goes on behind the curtains. All right. We're just talking so, about we So got I want to I wanna shout him out. Back here. I want to shout out uh, Aaron's uh, CFO, Annalise. I want to shout out Jennifer, uh, Elijah's, you know, his lady. Yeah. Man, they put, in, they put in so much work, man. It's some stuff that we couldn't have did. Yeah. A lot of work, a lot of Zoom calls, a lot of, uh, a lot of separate meetings uh, just with integrators only. Um, shout out to Jennifer uh, Coronado. Yeah, and she she really handled a lot. She did of the weight. She went crazy with the closure. Yeah, I got to see it all behind the scenes. Sure. Uh, no one got crazy. to see it right there in right. the event, but yeah. I was on the you know on the yeah. uh, before you was on strike. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. I'm not strike, but slack. Slack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. behind the scenes. Yeah. A lot of late nights. A lot of a uh, lot of meetings. Um, yeah, man. A lot of uh, you know, and and and, and I say this. You know, if you don't have a good foundation, like if your family is not committed to be a part of what your vision is, you know, this it won't work. You nah. know what I mean? So, like, I thank God for a good family. My wife, she really holds it down for me. Same with this man right here. Yeah. His wife holds it down for him. We in, we in Phoenix, Arizona. We live in Alabama. They holding it down right now. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, shout out to them, man. It, it really takes a solid foundation get to the next level if you don't Facts. have a foundation in place you know everything everything follows yeah nothing else matters you know, nothing Facts. else matters well what, what was your biggest takeaway from the closest olympics man just uh man i would say this we got a lot of groups we got a lot of guys together uh during a pandemic uh everybody was very motivated everybody really showed their your skills um but i would say this i would say that you know it's really, it's really a lot of things going behind the scenes that no one yeah. will ever see, mm-hmm. but that doesn't matter. You know, I think I say what matters the most is that you know during a pandemic we was able to get a lot of people together, the best closures in the company, uh, in in the business, and uh, we gave a lot of value away. Yeah. So um, that makes a big difference, man. You know, and that's what we our, our foundation has always been about is uh, giving value to the community. And uh, that's exactly what happened, yeah. man. We, we gave it a lot of value. Yeah. All right. For sure. Yeah. So let's talk about, you guys partnered up early yeah. part of 17. Yep. Yeah. So you did your deal, you did your deal. Mm-hmm. Eventually you guys partnered up. I had to. Yeah. What was that evolution like? Because that's one of the things that, you know, I talk every once in a while, I tell everyone don't do partnerships. Yeah. Which is, you know, because yeah. I have a partner. It's, it's crazy well, for, that I say that. Well, let's, let's just put the facts on the table. You know, at the end of the day, you know, uh, like I said, I seen that he was doing stuff on Facebook. You know, and uh, I was doing my thing on Facebook as well. I wasn't doing that many deals yet, but mm-hmm. I seen he was doing the same thing. We had met up maybe a few times, maybe two times at that time. But uh, the reason, you know, we partnered up, I mean, how it all really kicked off is that, you know, we actually in Huntsville, Alabama, right? Mm-hmm. Birmingham was an hour and a half away. My lady was living in Birmingham at the time. She was working a job, and the reason she was working in Birmingham, she took a job is because, 
you know, I wanted to go on this crazy real estate journey, and she wanted to support me. That's awesome. I didn't know why she was supporting me that she was having trouble, and she was falling behind on stuff she had to do. Mm. Her car ended up getting repo, right? So I'm like, automatically, like, hey, I know I owe my car payment, but I'm shooting down there. Whatever we need to do, I'm going to make it happen. Her car got repo. You know, I had my car down there, knowing that I ain't paid my car payment in two months, right? Mm -hmm. So I ended up washing my clothes one, you know, one day. And I was leaving back out because I had an appointment the very next day in Huntsville, which is an hour and a half away. I went out and put a load of basket in my car. Cool. That's all good. I went back inside to get another load of clothes to put in my car. My car was gone. Her car got repoed the day before. The next day, my car got repoed. So guess what? I got an appointment that's coming up that same day. Only person I could think of was this guy right here. I was praying that he didn't backdoor me. I was praying that I hit him up and he'd do it, you know, he'd do the right thing, and that's what he did. We never closed that Pacific deal, mm -hmm. but guess what? That was the foundation of what we had. So 2017, we ended up doing one deal together in this place called Athens, and after that, we did like 45 deals. We rolled a hedge fund company all the way through 2017, yeah. and after that, it's game time now. The hedge fund company ended up being too slow, so we had to end up cutting them off, and we had to go find some real cash bars. Yeah. That's how it all started. Yes, sir. Anything you want to add to that? Yeah, man, um, you know, throughout this whole process, man, like, this guy's been solid, man, you know what I mean? Like, it's been, it's been, a, it's been a lot in this journey. We just took a lot of losses, you know, and, and this time frame that he's talking about, we took a lot of losses. What kind of losses? Man, like, we just slept on, we just, I just slept on box springs, I done got cars repoed, you know, I got so many eviction notices on my door. You know what I had to realize, though? I looked myself, I used to feel sorry for myself. You know, a lot of people out here, they feel sorry for themselves when stuff going wrong. I look myself in the mirror. I say, you know what? If I keep feeling sorry for myself, it's going to push me another day back from getting to the place I want to get to. Mm -hmm. You know, I got so down at one point, I was going to sell my apartment complex refrigerator. You know, I feel like I was a hustler so much that I'd get it back the next week. So I say this to anybody. I sold all my clothes. Man, I don't care, man. Whatever it takes to get that goal, you need to do that. Mm -hmm. You need to put that energy out. You know, just because you put out... 200 banner signs, that don't mean you're going to get a deal from banner signs. It may come from a, a cold call you must did. Yeah. You got to be okay with you doing a certain, to putting out a certain type of energy in one place, and it may not come back that way. I was okay with that. I was okay with selling my clothes, sitting on the box spring. Yeah. I get it back, man. Real hustlers already know what I'm talking about. We get it back. What about you? What was the, like, what were the things that your personal, or is these all these losses and setbacks in 17, these are personal? Yeah. Or, yeah. or, or some of your personal setbacks? Well, for me, um, you know, at, at, at this time that we're talking about, I was still traveling. So, like, my personal losses for me was with my family. And 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 in, in the beginning, you know, you know, I was I was putting out bandit signs. You know, I was me and this guy was meeting at Starbucks. This is only on my spare time. So this is only Saturdays and portions of Sundays. Because keep in mind, Sundays, that was the day I traveled out. Mm -hmm. So, like, me and this guy stayed cohesive during this whole time. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I, I, in the beginning, I took the family. You know, I had, you know, when, you, when you're doing this business, you know, in the beginning, you're starting off. You know, you have to, like, there's, there's going to be somewhere that, like, there's going to be an imbalance. Right. You know what I mean? So, for me, you, you know, take it back, you know, I, my family, like, that's first. You know what I mean? But, like, at the end of the day, you know, I had to I had to do what I had to do for the business. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that was the foundation. Like, we had a solid foundation. My wife supported me. Had she not supported me, it would have never happened. Yeah. Facts. You know what I mean? So, like, it had to happen. 
So you guys did, you said 40 in your first year? 45 deals the first year. We did a couple hundred grand. 2018, we did 109 deals. We did 1.5 million. 2019, we probably did about almost 120 deals. We probably did about 1.7 million. And uh, this year, we just, you know, the the numbers are still adding up. We actually in the flow right now. We feel good right now. It's a pandemic right now. A lot of people saying, oh, this is the worst year ever. This is the best year ever. I'm going to continue to claim that. I'm going to continue to live that. We're going to put in the work for that. Yeah. You know, because one thing I learned is during the pandemic, that's when you see where the real hustlers at. Yeah. I feel I wouldn't even feel right if we weren't one of the best hustlers right now. Yeah. You know, during the bad times, that's when you know who is who. Oh, for sure, for sure. I mean, that's yeah. that's Warren Buffett, right? Like when the tide goes out, you're seeing who's swimming exactly. without trunks yeah. on. And, and and real quick, man, I know that you know we probably gonna get into it. You know about we made 105k mm-hmm. and a little bit of change last week. Listen, that came from taking losses. Yeah. You know, back in February, back back in March when the pandemic first hit, we only closed 15k that month. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't want to talk about that. Yeah. You know, a lot of people got stupid. They want to make everything look pretty. But no, everything ain't pretty. Mm-hmm. No. You know, but guess what? One thing we did was recalibrate. We made the adjustments. We pushed back our second quarter meeting. We sat back and we took a look at what was going on. Yeah. You know, we requalified the cash buyers. Yeah. You know what I mean? We seen what we had, we needed to get properties at. And after that, we just we continued on, man. Well, was, I, was, I think that's a great point. Go ahead. It was times where me and this guy, like, we were sat in my office, like, and uh, I got a picture in my office that says sink or swim. It's an anchor with some yep. diamonds around it. And uh, we had to sit there and look at that that picture, is, you know, and, and after we had took a bunch of losses and we like, we look at, okay, we can either sw- we can either sink or swim. Like, what are we going to do? You know what I mean? And that's, that's really one of the things that, you know, me and this guy really, uh, you know, we're willing to accept some losses. And we understand that losses, that's what gets you to the wins, man. We're nice. we increasing our capacity to understand, you know, what's really going on. You know, what's, what this really this business really entails. Uh, and you're going to take some losses, man. Ain't nobody in this business ever not took a loss. Yeah. And losses is just not money monetarily, right? Yeah. You know, we lost five people during the pandemic, you know. Yeah. Of course, some people may have been a fire. Some people, you know. Staff? You know, yeah. We lost five five people as far as staff during the yeah. pandemic. So I'm sure no one dies in your operation. Guess what? Starting over, nah. it's starting over sometimes. Yeah. You know, it seems it's scary, refreshing. man. It seems so scary at times. Yeah. Especially when you're talking about a pandemic. Mm-hmm. But, man, when you get it together... It's like a slingshot. You go back and you go all the way forward. Man, we yeah. feel so good right now. I'm so hungry right now. We did 100 last week, but I want to do 100 every week. Yeah. <laughs> so let's you talk about I mean? this uh, this recalibration. Yeah. Right? So Marge said, you know, it was slow, obviously, slow. for a lot of people. Slow. Yeah. So what, well, I guess typically, you know, in your business, like what do you guys normally do a month? Well, we do a little bit under 200K. Normally. Yep. Yep. Normally. Yep. So because um, you guys did like one one and a half? In eight, in nineteen, one yep. and a half million. Well, eighteen, eighteen, uh, nineteen. We probably did a little bit more over one and a half. Okay. You know, and that's and that's and that's gross. That's not net. Correct. Right. We're trying to figure out a way to you know to make the net over a million. So that's what we're working on right now. Okay. Yeah. So, somewhere in the low to mid hundreds yep. consistently. Yeah. And then boom, fifteen k. And what are you guys overhead monthly? About thirty. Probably about well, as far as marketing, he he handles the marketing, so I kind of let him handle that part. Yeah, we spend anywhere from thirty to fifty k, and that all depends on like what our team can handle at that time. Okay. So like we like to keep our team uh, a little bit more than you know we we, we want to keep them full of opportunities in the new untouched areas, what we call it. It's the leads that haven't been touched, pre-screened leads. We pre-screened yeah. all of our leads. Um, so th- we like to keep our team, you know, full of opportunities. And uh, based on that, where they're at at that point, that's how we decide, hey, do we need to go ahead and spend this 15 grand? You know yes. what I mean? So, like, that's going to determine 
how much marketing we put out for the upcoming weeks. Right. A lot of people got trouble with getting leads in. That's not our problem. We, we I feel like that we mastered how to constantly get leads in. Mm-hmm. You know, everything is is filtered. Direct mail is filtered. Yeah. RVMs is filtered. Voice broadcast is filtered. Meaning that we got the answering service mm-hmm. that take all the calls before they get into our CRM system. That's screened. Yep. Yeah. Which is Pat Live. You know, some yeah. people use Pat Live only for after hours. Mm-hmm. We use it for everything. You know, we want our people talking to the people who actually want to sell, whether they warm or they hot. We don't want to talk to nobody that's cold. We don't got time for that. Yeah. Gotcha. They're at least you know? warm. So in March, you said 15 coming in and then 30 yeah. to 50 going out. So it was it was a negative, big negative. Yeah, yeah we lost. That's fine. Lost. That's, and then, that's cool. So yeah. then you guys had to recalibrate. Yeah. What, let's walk through that calibration. What did you guys do? I mean, I think that we got we had to put our hands back in. You know, a lot of people, of course, man, we all know the sexy thing is to delegate everything. Yeah. But who going who gonna to step in when it get rough? Because sometimes when you're talking about a pandemic and your team is looking at CNN all day, they're looking at you and say, hey, you know what, Steve, what you going to do? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We leaning on you. Yeah. We got a family. We got marriages. We had to get back in the game. Yeah. I'm yeah. okay with that. So you started hitting the phones more. Yeah, I started hitting the phones more. Whatever situation, I told them, bring me everything. Mm-hmm. Whatever situation you need to get handled, just bring it. I'm ready. And that was that mindset, and that's was the turning point. So you and also that we end up losing, you know, in the middle of a pandemic, we end up losing one of our dispo or losing our dispo manager. He had to get back in. And he got yeah. to sell them like hotcakes. Yeah, yeah. He got to sell them like hotcakes. Yeah. 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 So dispo left the industry, went to compete. What well, did your dispo guy do? It's it's it's, it's family. It okay. was a family deal. Yeah. Um, this particular person had to move yeah. to another state. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. I had to step back in yeah. and get back over to you know selling the deals, yeah. which I'm okay with that because that's what we did in the very beginning. Yeah, you know we always had roles. You know what I mean? I was over the market. I was over selling the deals, so it's second nature to me. You know, it wasn't nothing for me to get back in the business and uh, you know sell these deals. You know what I mean? Maximize on these deals. Yeah. So it was it was an easy transition. Um, you know, we just had to get back in the business yeah. and we had to perform. You know, and that's what happened. You know, we just had to get back in the business and perform. You guys lost some people. You know, you know what I like about it, and I don't mean to cut you off real quick. You know, when you get to a certain level, like now, like when you first start off, like for people that's watching who knew, they might say, I want to get one deal. That might be your goal. But when times start getting a little funny, man, I need 100K right now. Mm-hmm. I need 100K in the next week or two. Them the type of challenges I like. I want to see how quick we can get 100,000. Yeah. They give me a rush. They made me stay up at night. They made me can't sleep at 2 a.m. in the morning. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Man, go big. You know, I ain't going to lie to you. A lot of people don't like Donald Trump. You know, character-wise, I'm not going to say I'm the biggest fan, mm-hmm. but I read in his book one time, he said, listen, we're going to go big. Let's go all the way there. And yeah. that's what we do. We want to go big, man, or go home. It's that simple. Oh, definitely. I mean, I love that competitive yeah. fire. So, yeah. so we're talking about, so you, had, you lost some people. You had to get involved. Mm-hmm. You know, you rolled up sleeves. You got involved. Yeah. Did you guys adjust your business at all, or was we it only, only staff? Absolutely. How did you guys adjust your business? Well, uh, initially, you know, we're, we're less manpower, we're more lean. Um, so one of the things we did uh, when we went more lean, uh, we were at, we were at that point we were lacking in some areas in our company, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of that area was coming from follow up. So we had actually added a virtual follow up manager. Uh, we're looking to add more at this time, but um, actually, from hiring that particular position. Um, they'll hit the uh, the past due tasks discovery, which we call discovery. Those people that don't answer the phone 
after we initially tried to contact them. Mm-hmm. And um, from that, we actually got a 25K deal. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just last week that we just closed. Yeah. You know, deal machines, from, everything, man. Yeah. Everything. You know, yeah. I feel like that a lot of people don't take advantage of deal machine. We, we got to automate it. You yeah. know, if I go right now, put in a deal machine, we got a VA waiting to skip tracing to put into the CRM system yeah. in, his own, uh, in his own web form. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're taking advantage of everything, man. We're not leaving nothing on the table. We need it all. Yeah. You know? So did you guys scale back your marketing at all, or your marketing was consistent? Scale back. We had to scale back because the returns went there. Yeah. yeah. So what, you know? what did you guys scale back? Uh, what yeah. marketing? So uh, it wasn't necessarily the marketing itself. It was more so about how much we spent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because if we st- continue to spend the same spend the same thing that we were doing previously, then obviously that's going to overwhelm three acquisition managers. Right. Right. So uh, we don't want to overwhelm our guys. We want to market accordingly to what we have the capacity. But you can do. service. Right. Yeah. So uh, that's that's about what it was. It was yeah. you know we just wanted to make sure that we we're not wasting money. You know what I mean? We want to we want to. Keep them full in the new untouch, but at the same time we don't want to overspend. Yeah. So okay. that's how we determine how much. Like yeah. we said, the range of thirty to fifty k. It all depends on where we're at at that moment. You know what yeah. I mean? So. Yeah. Yeah, I think that uh, I just thinking about it. I know that uh, we, we was doing a little, little bit of text blast. We kind of scaled all the way back on that. You know the the PPC. We kind of scaled a little bit back on that, and uh, you know direct mail, cold calling, RVMs, voice broadcast, deal machine. Those are the bread and butter. You know, yeah, that's where yeah. the, that's where the revenue coming in at. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like we you know, we was in uh, you know, Huntsville, Birmingham, Atlanta, Charlotte and Houston. You know, Charlotte and Houston were the newer markets. Guess what? We're in a pandemic right now. We need to go with what's working. Yeah. We're not taking that many risks on deals right now. You know, at one point we had like forty two to forty five deals on the board. All of them didn't close. We all know how it go. Oh yeah. But right now, you know, we were nineteen for twenty three. Yeah. You know, when I looked last week. So know, we talked about you know how you guys did 100k you know last week technically I guess two weeks ago, but let's just talk about you know it was a five deals you sent me the hug actually it was last it was last week was it last week yeah it was last week literally. damn man last week like Babe Ruth yeah yep 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 so it was five deals uh, no deals? actually I think it was like seven deals seven deals all right like so seven deals uh, for everyone that's listening let's just break down each of seven deals where did all those seven deals come from yeah so we're doing a lot of uh direct mail at this time we're doing uh, my personal favorite is voice broadcast mm-hmm. um i love voice broadcast because that's very very scalable um you set up your ivr you you cut off a lot of riffraff and then uh the ones that do press you know the one the, the number that speaks to the representative mm-hmm. those go directly to pat live which is our answer service yeah uh when they get to pat live they will filter them uh, cut off all the additional rents of raft. And then at that time, you know, we only talk to the people that's really interested yeah. in selling their house. And if you think about it, if you have a system in place where you're cutting off all the people that don't want to sell and you're only talking to people that want to sell, like, you can really scale from that. Like, right. if, if, if you can, if, if I know the, the numbers that determine how many people uh, we need to get, how many, how many dials that we need to make, how many contacts we need to have, you know, how many people are those contacts that we talk to are interested in actually, you know, in our offer range and, and how many offers are made? You know, if I know all these KPIs, if I know all these numbers, then I can scale from that. You know what I mean? I can I can increase the amount of uh, voice broadcast or whatever marketing yeah. source yeah. that I put out. I know that, I, you know, exactly what I need to be to get to my goals. So it's basically just yeah. reverse engineering. So KPIs is everything, man. We even got a KPI for dead deals. 
You know, every, mm-hmm. every you know, maybe two to four weeks, we even recall our dead deals. We may have another acquisition manager. We may have the same manager. Guess what? A lot of people don't keep up with their dead deals. Yeah. We have got deals back in contract because it may have been a dead deal because the price is too high. But what about when you leave it, when you leave the line of communication open with them? Mm-hmm. You know what? It don't work right now. And listen, this is not my favorite thing to happen at this moment. Mm-hmm. It's not my favorite call to have right now. But you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to follow up with you in two weeks to see how everything is. If you sell it, then that's okay. Yeah. I at least want to make sure that, you know, you get the service that you absolutely deserve. Yeah. You know, line of communication open is everything. Oh, it absolutely yeah. is. So going back to those deals, so um, voice broadcast. Mm-hmm. Direct mail. Direct mail. Cold calling. Cold calling. That's simple. So which, you know, for a lot of you guys, I saw a couple here like, man, I'm going to start doing voice broadcast. <laughs> so which service provider should they be looking for? Uh, for voice broadcast, we use message communications. Mm-hmm. And uh, the reason that we use message communications is because it's, it's very scalable. Like, it's very cheap, for mm-hmm. one. And, um, you know, we can send out, you know, hundreds, hundreds uh, of um, voice broadcasts per minute. Yeah. And, and you can kind of just scale accordingly with what you want to do. So uh, that's that's the biggest thing, man, just making sure that, um, you know, the company that you do use mm-hmm. is uh, that is scalable. So yeah. for us, voice broadcast, it fulfills all, all the things that we're looking for, checks all the boxes Yeah, for us. I'm going to do a quick pivot. Just This just came back yes, to, my, to mind. Yes, sir. You know, we were talking about the closest Olympics earlier. Yep. You yep. know, and we were talking about offline. We got, I mean, I had some of the funnest times in those group it chats. It was great, man. It was, it was awesome, man. And was uh, we were talking about, let's, let's talk some trash, right? Yep. Let's, let's, let's yep. fire each other up. Yeah. And I called you out on yes, a video. Sir. Yeah, that was interesting. That was very interesting. <laughs> you did not seem to appreciate. Yeah. I'm competitive, man. I'm competitive. And that's the reason why... You know, when it was time for me to go, yeah. you know, me and my guy, shout out to Adrian Salgado, mm-hmm. King Closer, Born Closer. Yeah. That's why when I didn't really get the chance, to, I was more, it's not even about winning or losing. Yeah. I wanted to display my skills. I know what I do. Right. The people that follow me, they know what I do. Yeah. I'm not scared of nothing. I'm very, very fearless. So when I, I get the chance to. But it was funny, like, we were all, like, talking about, like, let's trash talk, let's trash talk. And so RJ was leading the cause. Oh, he was all, man. He was awesome. <laughs> he was awesome. He was leading the cause. I was throwing a little bit, messing with each other. Um, but you were like dead serious all the time. Yeah, I think that I mean for you, you kind of threw me off a little bit because you was different than I thought you were. Yeah, you was more competitive than I actually thought you were, mm-hmm. and uh, you wasn't playing. You was yeah. very very serious about it. When you called me out, it was funny, but at the same time I knew like Steve is serious. Like, he, he's serious about this, and yeah. uh, me being competitive, I, I I loved it, man. You know, what yeah. I mean, I'm glad that we actually got a chance to connect that mm-hmm. way. Uh, yeah. Before even get on the show, because I got the chance to see who you really was, man. Yeah, so that no. was dope. That was that was a blast. Was I dope. mean, I still remember. Like, I I think I don't know if we talked about this, but when like uh, when Donnie uh, was cursing out Elijah's mom or aunt on that classic. <laughs> Zoom call, I'll classic. never forget that. That was classic. <laughs> that was classic. Shout out to Donnie Ruffin, man. That was classic. So uh, yeah. let's talk a little bit about um, Carlos. Right? That's my guy, man. That's my brother. Let's talk about because a lot of guys are afraid to sign up for coaching. Yeah. Right. And you can yeah. talk about, and I actually want to ask you later on about like yeah. how, how to discern, how to pick the right coach. Yeah. Right. But at one point you decided to work with Carlos. Facts. Okay. Let's talk about that. What attracted you to Carlos? Because there's a lot of guys out there. Yeah. What attracted yeah. you to Carlos? Well, I've been knowing Carlos before we even, before real estate, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I knew him because of real estate, but the way we got connected wasn't real estate. We used to do another business together, uh, which is like a, a pharmaceutical test trip business. And, uh, you know, he wanted me to send him the test strips, and he was going to send me the money. Where I'm from, 
you don't send nobody no product, you know, before you send them, you know, the money. That was kind of weird. Yeah. This guy paid me my money, and I never even seen him before in life. Mm-hmm. So I knew that I can, you know, trust him a slight bit, right? Yeah. And uh, after that, you know, he ended up starting the all-in group. You know, the, the test strip group turned into the all-in group. Oh, really? So, yeah, I remember when they first came up with the all-in idea, you know, mm-hmm. we was right there. And uh, ever since then, man, we just took off, man. I've been doing Carlos since 2016. Yeah. And uh, we ended up sitting down with him in 2017 for like an hour and a half. You know, we asked him, how can we scale up from thirty to 50000 to, you know, 100000 It was simple. It was marketing. Put more money into marketing. Then, you know, after we was did our $1.5 million in 18, at the end of 18, we had to, we knew we had to get an office. We knew we had to get a team, right? We went back out there to Arizona. Well, we're in Arizona, Arizona right now. He said, you know, we just fresh off the momentum event. He said, come back out here. I'm like, no, Carlos. We just came out there. What else could we learn from you guys? He said, trust me. You come out here, catch a flight, don't pay me nothing, get the knowledge first, pay me afterwards, which oh. is very, very rare. Wow, wow. We came down there, me and Lenny both flew out. You know, they, they taught us, you know, a lot of company structure and what we needed to do as we got into a new office. After we left on that Monday, I sent him the whole, you know, and it, and it was twenty grand, by the way. I'm going to put it out there. Yeah. You know, at that time, you know, we it's paid the whole 20000 It's going up. Price going up. Yeah, yeah, price is growing. We didn't want to short change nothing. But uh, Carlos, he always been, you know, 100 the whole time, man. He's yeah. like a brother to us. Sal, we was with Alex last night. I mean, you know, you know, it's just a big shout-out to them guys, man. We got a lot of respect for them, for yeah. sure. So let's talk about, because you've got a product. I've got a product. Yep. Carlos yep. has got a product. Facts. Someone's listening to this show. How yeah. like, what should they be asking? Yeah. Before they decide, which coach? Because you, a, yeah. there's a bunch of goons out there, right? Facts. Like, wh- Facts. who knows what they're it's doing? It's simple. It's very simple. All right. Just like you do, hoods. Yeah. Hoods. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Listen, it's different type of coaches, different levels of coaching. Yeah. You know, just like just like basketball, you got your middle school coaches, you got your elementary coaches, you got your NBA coaches. Yeah. So depending on what level that you're looking to coach on. To me, it depends on your credentials. But if you're not in the business at all, you need to let that be known. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just like you're saying, oh, you know, well, if people weren't, if you were in a funnel saying that, hey, this worked for my business, if you don't really got no business, that's not, that's unethical. Yeah. You know, that's mm-hmm. unethical. Right. So we pride ourselves. That's why when you ask for the hoods, I totally 100%, 100% respected that. Yeah. You know, and I feel like that people that's watching right now, if you're looking for a coach, ask for hoods. Y'all deserve that. Y'all spend your hard-earned money. Why wouldn't y'all? Why wouldn't you, nobody show their hoods? Yeah. If they scared to show you their hoods, guess what? That lets you know what you need to be looking. For. That lets you know that person ain't for you. Yeah. I love it. It's simple. I love it. Like <laughs> you know, get white. A lot of people ain't gonna like that answer right there, but that's the truth, man. We talking truth. I support yeah. that. All right. So Elijah asks, "Why Donnie did my auntie like that?" <laughs> wow, All right, man. All right, guys. Ask your questions. Um, so anything, let's, man, anything. We, so let's see what questions we got in here. But yeah, that's always gonna be one of my favorite memories. <laughs> I think that's one of the biggest things that's going on right now, is that people. It's so many coaches. It's so many people that's trying to figure out like who I need to go with. To me, it's, it's huds. Yeah. You know, if you're looking for somebody to teach you how to close deals, then to make sure they're closing deals. It's that simple. I mean, it's really that simple. Uh, Nigeria Watson, you know, you guys are talking about KPIs. How many offers per contract? It all depends, though, man. You know what I mean? I'm the one in the company that really, you know, as far as, like, scorecards, acquisitions-wise, I take a close look to that. Everybody is different in our company. Some people only need 10, 10 offers to get one deal. Mm-hmm. Some people may need 19 offers to get one deal. So it really depends on that specific person 
It's never going to be the same that week. Mm -hmm. And uh, when we feel like that they're not meeting the goal that they need to hit, that's when we step in and we let them know during our whims every single week. Yeah. You got to meet with your personnel. You got to know exactly how they're feeling externally and how they feel internally. We got a guy in our company, man, my guy, Anthony. This guy, man, he, he done been through like two funerals. Uh, his, his father is sick. And uh, guess what, man? We as, as the CEOs of the company, we got to recognize that. You know, this guy can be suffering internally right now. Yeah. So we got to make sure that we're thinking logically and not emotionally. If something not going right, we got to be able to go to this guy and understand what he's really going through. And I feel like that's very, very important. Yeah. And, and for us, you know, we track all of our KPIs through Podio. Um, you know, whatever CRM, I feel like whatever CRM you use, you, you know, you need to be able to track the KPIs from that because that's real time. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, for what we do, um, we have, we use KPI tiles. Uh, we track, you know, number of dials, number of contacts, number of interests, number of offer made. Um, we track a lot of projected things. Profit. Projected profit. Projected profit. KPI tiles, is that like Plecto? Uh, well, no, the tiles actually come from Podio. Oh, okay. Um, the Plecto, we actually do use Plecto yeah. from when we're in the office, you know, the mm -hmm. team, you know, we run competitions throughout the office. Yeah. Team run up to the board, see where they at, you know, where the number's at. And uh, that's how, you know, we do sweepstakes. Yeah, because uh, I'm excited because we're getting a new office and we're going to have Stoke. Yeah. We're going to have Plecto set up for everyone. That's important, man. Yeah. I want to know what to do without Plecto. So Elijah wants to know, how did you know Lenny would be a good fit? Because how important it is to find the right integrator. Are you serious about it? It was that simple. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I look at action. I don't look at words all the way. I seen through his actions that he was serious about it. You know, I prayed to God that I found somebody, you know, who was really... You know, Sears, just like myself, had the availability, you know what I mean? And this guy didn't have the availability that I wish he would have had it early on, mm -hmm. but his effort, it kind of overlapped his it's availability. He's got heart. This man ain't make no excuses, man. Uh, Rudy Tomjanovich, right? Like, never understand the heart of a champion. Exactly. He never, didn't make no yeah. excuses. I pull up to this guy's house, you know, in uh, in vans, mm -hmm. different rental cars, you know what I mean? I remember one time I pulled up in the van, he didn't even know I ain't had no car. Yeah. You know, I was scared to let him know I ain't had no car because I thought he was going to be like, oh, no, nah, I ain't working with him. Yeah. I'm at the rental car place. They say, listen, we ain't got no more cars left, but I got this van right here, $10 <laughs> a day. Everybody's like, oh, no, I'm not. Man, listen, where the van at? Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. guess what? You know, when you down and when you down and out, you ain't got time to think about what you want and what you don't want. What choice do you got? It's all about what you need. Okay. So I'm going to ask a question here, and I want both of you guys to answer this separately. Yeah. I'm going to start with Lenny. Yeah. No money, no connections, no leads, nothing. What do you recommend to somebody in that position? Man, drive for dollars. It's easy, man. Um, I think that's the, the cheapest, um, uh, you know, lowest barrier entry to, into real estate is to drive for dollars. Look for houses that's vacant. Look for houses that's in distress. Um, Deal Machine actually has a, um, you know, a capability in the, within the app that you can filter them just for absentee owners. Um, man, that's, that's gold. Yeah. You yep. know, you can see a house that's distressed and absentee. Uh, it means the owner does not live in the house at the same time. Let's go, man. Yeah, so, uh, and, you know, with that, I would also say that, you know, definitely I would say, you know, keep going, man. Anything that you put, if you put so many hours into a certain thing, it don't matter what it is, you know, you're going you're gonna to get some results out of it if you do it long enough. Mm -hmm. But if you give it up, you never, you're never going to give it up. No, no, for sure. So, yeah, yeah, all the energy that you put towards any specific item, you know, just keep going, man. Yeah. You know, that's all we did. You know, yeah. it, it took me a long time to get a deal. You know, I didn't really talk about that. 
But, like, it took me several, several months to get a deal because I was only scheduling appointments based on the time that I had available. Wow. It's tough. You know what I mean? So it's like, tough to do it on the side. Just keep going. Like, it's a yeah. tough business full-time. People underestimate how yeah, tough man, it is full-time. It's tough. Think about this, Steve. If I would have never quit my job, you know what I mean? If I would have never, you know, scheduled my appointments based on the time that I had available, you know, I wouldn't. I, we we wouldn't be operating yeah. a multi-million yeah. dollar company. Right yeah, if Keith now. wasn't screaming at you to quit your job. Exactly. Yeah, I'm. You I'm risky, I mean? man. I'm so risky, man. You don't even want to be around me. Yeah. You know, somebody might come around me and say, "You think I need to quit?" I, I, you don't want to hear my answer. You know, <laughs> yeah. because I believe in putting your back on the wall and get what you need to get. But to answer your question, definitely driving for dollars. You know, you can get like. You know, I mean, I'm not telling nobody to do this, but I'm telling y'all to do this. If you ain't got no money, you can get you some free free. Uh, you know, subscriptions to REI Pro, mm. 30 days free, pull that pre-foreclosure list, door knock it, you know, direct mail it, handwritten letters, save some money. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I would say to do a lot of JVs with wholesalers that you look up to, and also be the boots on the ground for wholesalers you look up to to get in the field. Mm -hmm. So that way when it's your time to shine, when you go to the properties, you're already warmed up. Yeah. And I feel like that if you in, I don't care what market you in, if you're new to the business, be the boots on the ground for somebody that you look up to because eventually you're going to be in the same spot and they're going to be moved on. I love that. Someone you're looking up to. Uh, Brian Davila wants to know, uh, how often are you training your acquisition guys? Every day. I just told my guy when I was on the way here, I said, listen, anything you have, what you having trouble with? What's your struggles? You got to know your strengths. You got to know your weaknesses. Mm -hmm. The only way you're going to get better if you just put everything on the table. I told him next week we're going to work together even more. I'm passionate about that. Yeah. Not just because of money. I'm passionate because I know they I know they married. I know they got kids. It's important for them to be able to provide for their family. You know what I mean? So I'm mm -hmm. training every single It's not a day to go by that I'm not training. And I'm quick to I'll hop on the phone real quick because I love to show how it's done. Yeah. Yeah. Um before we did the closest Olympics, um, I was I was looking at some of your posts and I was looking at, you know, you get your sales course. And I was Fire. looking and I was looking at the uh, um What's it? It's not a syllabus, but you know, it's a breakout, right? Yeah, like whatever. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like the outline. Kinda. Outline. There you go. Yep. Yep. Right. I was looking at it, it's like, oh man, this guy's got a lot of the same ideas, you know, yep. same uh, uh, methodologies. Yep. So, who trained you? Where did you get your training from? Man, actually, man, we we just hopped in the field, man. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? We didn't we didn't do the John Martinez. Mm -hmm. What's the other guy name? Um, the guy can't ride the bike. What's his name? Sandler. Sandler. I never did Sandler. Yeah. You know, my my sales came from me being broke. You know what I mean? I, I didn't even I, I didn't even think, I didn't even think I was a salesman. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I didn't understand sales until early 2019. Like, oh, okay, it's a method to this. <laughs> well, I took with everything I already knew. Yeah. And that's when I said, you know what? Let me listen to these books. Mm -hmm. Never split the difference. How to win friends and influence people. Mm -hmm. Well, that book taught me something, man. Never take nothing personal. I say you know? that. I say this, man. Uh, you know, we learn through experience, man. Because at first, like, we didn't we didn't you know have partnership principles you know we used to send out 20 to 30k uh worth of bandit signs i'm sorry of, postcards. Uh, postcards that go out to the to the mailboxes and when we come in we just fill them calls all day you know we was making a lot of money with it but like we had no systems in place it wasn't a no business process. it wasn't a business right. but that's how we we really learned how to you know to be great like we and it wasn't until then that we learned you know that hey we need some partnership principles yeah. You know, when we had the partnership principles at that point, you know, so you you have 24 hours in a day. 
So if we both collectively are doing acquisitions, dispositions, um, you know, marketing, everything together, that's only 12 hours a day. Mm -hmm. But if I'm able to do the dispositions, the marketing, you know, whatever I do, and he does acquisitions, transactions, and his thing, you know, we put that, that time together. I'm not the smartest man in the world, but if we both put in 12 hours toward those things separately, that's 24 hours in a day. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? We're able to scale up quicker because <clears throat> we're, we're putting our time in the correct places. You know what yeah. I mean? So partnership principles are very, very important. So where do you guys learn partnership principles? I mean, we, I mean, we had to learn it. I mean, we, well, honestly, like we had to learn it, you know, we had to separate our roles first and foremost. Right. Mm -hmm. That's very, very important. You know, because at first we was doing this, like he said, we was doing the same thing. You know what I mean? But once we say, you know what? Marketing, disposition, finances, that's what he was good at. We never really had to establish that and tell each other that because we already kind of was already in our roles. Yeah. Just like sales, you know, transact, anything that got something to do with, you know, whether it's going to an appointment, locking it up over the phone, uh, dealing with the title, I was already on that. I'm a people's person. Yeah. You know, I want to talk to somebody. Please let me talk to somebody. Please let me hear a no. To answer your question, the way I got good at sales, let me hear a no. Mm -hmm. Let me be able to control my emotions. Mm -hmm. You're not going to be a good salesperson if you can't control your emotions. You got to continuously stay logical. Yeah. I'm telling you, man, because when you hear no 10 times in a row, you're not about to tell me they don't hurt you. You're not going to tell me you're not thinking about, like, dang, do I want to quit? But guess what? If you keep going, you keep going, like three feet from gold, say, you're going to yeah. end up hitting something. Uh, some of the calluses I got uh, from from for uh, cold calling. Yeah. Uh, so I shared this before earlier today. Like one of my first jobs out of high school was cold calling. That's good. That's a good. One. Man, I gotta tell you, there were some days where you just want to go, like you want to shoot yourself. Like yeah, literally, man. it was just brutal. <laughs> so was how was it for you emotionally? It's, it's it was emotional for me. Like I don't I don't know. Back if then, back then for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. these days, like rejections, like whatever, right? Like you know. Self-esteem, identity, it's like yeah. another level, right, when Man, you're 40. I, I but when you're this, 20, you yeah. really care. I want to say this real quick, yeah, Steve, and I want to admire you on this real yeah. quick for the Closure Olympics. One yeah. thing that I learned from you, yeah. right, a lot of patience. Mm -hmm. You know, you wasn't emotional. When the guy was coming at you, you stayed logical. Yeah. So for people who are watching right now, that is so much, that's so much game within game yeah. that if you learn how to stay logical over being emotional when the seller coming at you, you're going to eventually be a great, a great salesman. It's yeah. that simple. Thank you. Yeah. And that, that goes back to, you know, like just having a positive self-esteem, having a positive identity, right? Yeah. Knowing what you're doing. I love that Elijah does affirmations yep. before his call. It's dope. Right? Yeah. You got to have strong self-belief because, man, when you're on the phone, it feels like everyone's against you. Yeah. Man, it's a mindset thing. I got to have it. Yeah. I don't want a deal. I got to have a deal. Yeah. See, some people, they're saying, oh, well, maybe I get it, man. I got to have What a deal at? Yeah. I'm not, I'm not about to eat. I used to tell myself back in 18... You know, I'm I'm not listen. Until I get a deal, I'm not eating. Mm -hmm. It's that simple. You know, I'm not eating until I get a deal. You got to challenge yourself. Uh, Nick wants to know which which specific list are you guys having the best success mm, with? That's easy. That's so easy. Which which what thing is happening? What where are people having trouble with right now? People are not paying their rent. Mm -hmm. You know, people are losing their jobs. Yeah. Absentee owners. That's the best list out right now. Before right. the pandemic, they already was getting ready to evict some people. No one's talking about a landlord bailout. Man, I'm telling you, absentee <laughs> has been working. Yeah. Easy. Uh, so Julian uh, has got a question. 
Uh, and I'm going to answer this one first. I'm not a drinker. I don't love alcohol. My, yep. my poison is yep. sugar. So, like, for me, yeah. after a rough week, it's a Butterfinger Blizzard at Dairy Queen. That's so. good, too. I take my son. I promise. I get, <laughs> hey, listen, I don't get the uh, the Butterfinger, but my son, he like the Reese's. Yeah. So, how do you guys unwind after a rough week? That's a good question, man. For me, man, I just I just like spending a lot of time with myself. It's like I'm an uh, extrovert, but I'm an introvert at the same time. Yeah, I might listen to some T.D. Jakes, Miles Monroe, reading. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, reading whether it's a business book. Yeah. I think when I read and when I get a chance to pray, that's when I feel the most power inside myself. Yeah. That's when I get a chance to reset. Yeah. You know, and spending time with my family, man. I'm a family guy, man. Yeah. I love spending time with my fiance, with my son. That's when I come back, and that's when I got the best ideas. I mean, yeah. it's really simple for me. How about you? How do you, how do you handle a rough week? For me, it's, man, just keeping your subconscious mind full. That's always number one. Um, I like to unwind with my wife. You know, we have, we always come together at the end of the day, talk about our day. That's very important. You know, I'm genuinely in, interested in listening to what she has to say. Likewise with me, you know, and you have to have the ability to, to cut real estate off. Thanks. If you don't cut real estate off and you just think about real estate 24-7, yeah. You know, it's it's like you're neglecting some other area of your life. You know what I mean? So, you know, for us, and he's the same way as me. Yeah. And we pride ourselves on that, and we push each other towards that. But we spend a lot of family time, man. Yeah. We, and that's it's, it's not, I don't hear a lot of people talking about that, and mm -hmm. I don't understand why. You know, we, we, we spend a lot of time with our families. You know what I mean? We family men. Yeah. So, so, yeah, man, as much time as I can get away from real estate, talk to my son, Fill his mind up with good positivity. Mm -hmm. My daughter, you know, tossing her up in the air. She's only, she's not even one month, uh, one year old yet. You know, that, that gets me away from real estate. And uh, it, it also helps me come back the next day refreshed and ready to perform at the best of my ability yeah. for the next day. But, I mean, like, the challenges, right? Because for us, mm -hmm. deals falling out, that's not a challenge. That's yeah. just business. That's, that's just going Right. But five guys quitting on you. That's a rough week or a rough. That's tough. Month. That's tough right. emotionally. So how That's do you tough. guys unwind from that? Like how do you guys? You know what? I think you got to just turn into a different animal and say, you yeah. know what? Yeah. We're gonna start over. Yeah. We still got some people we on the team. Conversation. Man, let's mm -hmm. start over, man. Real hustlers, they know. Sometimes mm -hmm. you got to start. Every real CEO may have to start over at one point in time. Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh yeah. If you're not okay with getting all the way up to the top and coming all the way back down and having to go back to the top, then you ain't a real hustler, man. Yeah. It's very mm -hmm. simple. Yeah. You know, this is not the hardest thing I have to overcome in my life, man. I come from a certain type of environment. That was the hardest thing for me to overcome. This is the easy part. Yeah. I don't think about money all day, you know. Of course, we want to, you know, be wealthy. But guess what? I think about principles. Mm -hmm. What books I need to read. I'm more interested in hearing what books Steve Chain reading or what YouTube videos you you reading yeah. or you looking at whether than you just telling me something. Don't tell me nothing just for free. Mm -hmm. I want to know where you learned it at. Yeah. That's what I'm interested in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Get that. I say this, one thing that really helps us in our business is uh, is our quarterly meetings. So, um, you know, we meet every quarter, once a quarter, and, um, and and we'll have our team, hey, listen, bring all of your ideas to the table. Bring all of your ideas, any issue that you can think of, bring it. You know what I mean? Let's talk about it. Let's dissect it. You know, let's, let's you know, discuss and, and, and resolve the issue. You know what I mean? And that's one thing that really, really yeah. helps us, man. Like, we... Yeah. Like, we, we, we're not making the calls, you know what I mean? So we're able to see, you know, okay, what's working, what's not working, uh, yeah. what can we do better? Like, they, you know, sometimes our team say, hey, listen, we might need, 
you know, just for instance, more availability from you guys. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, we work towards that. You know what I mean? We got to talk about the good, bad, and the ugly. You know Facts. what I mean? So that's that's one thing that we, yeah. we, we open books. Yeah. So that's one thing that really helps us, man, and, and continues to uh, get real-time adjustments. Yeah. I love it. Uh, Maria's question is, what is your daily rituals? Wake up early. Yeah. Ready to go. That's where it all starts. Ready to pray. Mm-hmm. Ready yeah. to read. Yeah. Ready to write down your day. Yeah. Ready to hop on the meeting. Ready to make the hardest calls of the day first. Yeah. You know. Let's talk you know, about that because yeah. I, I think people man, make people the hardest calls first, man. I people don't, unders- don't understand the importance of that. Yeah, yeah, man. Because at the end of the day, I mean, I was the same type of way. I wanted to drag everything out. I read this book called Relentless by mm-hmm. Tim Grover. Great book. He dealing with Michael Jordan, D Wade. He dealing with uh, Kobe Bryant. And get all the hard stuff out the way first. Mm-hmm. And I'll be lying to here and act like them hard calls. I was just straight to them all the time. I wasn't. Yeah. But guess what? If you continuously pushing forward, you're going to grow into that. You know, so we very, very disciplined. I pride myself on being disciplined. You know, I think about everything before I do it. I think about him before I make a, a sudden move. I think about my family. You know, I think about everything that we work for diminishing. Be disciplined. Wake up early. Read a book. Make sure you're praying. Make sure you're meditating. Mm-hmm. Write your day down. Yeah. Because I learned that if I don't write my day down, it's going to go all over the place. And I ain't going to really get too much done. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. What about you? Yeah, same thing, man. I mean, for me, my biggest thing is if I don't write my day down, like, nine times out of ten, it's not going to be executed. So I make sure that I write my day down. I even time stamp it. You know, what I want to do for that day. Uh, if I wake up at 530, you know, I definitely want to. You know, before I even put my feet on the ground, I want to thank the Lord. You know what I mean? Because that's, that's, that's the first yeah. uh, core value within our company is faith. You know what I mean? And, that, and that's why I'm thankful for a partner like this guy that thanks like me. You know what I mean? So faith, I, I thank the Lord for another day. You know, and then at that time, you know, after that, I get myself together. And then I want to make sure I go out you know, and get a good workout yeah. in. And um, I get a good workout in and get my day started. I want to write, write down my day. Uh, def- definitely listen to listen to a lot of Miles Monroe. Um, shout out to Miles Monroe, man, real king. Um, he's how I start my day every, almost every day. DD Jakes, whatever it is, I like to get some inspiration going, and then um, you know I write my day down. You know, yeah, at yeah. that point, uh, it's still before our meeting. It's still seven, eight o'clock. I have everything that I have to do for that specific day. And then at that point, it's just an execution thing. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and I think I love that what we're talking about because a lot of what we're talking about here is not some big secret. Right. 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 All the successful people do the same thing. They've got a morning same routine. Thing, yeah. Right? Yeah. They meditate. They pray. They read. They plan their day before the day started. So, I, But I love it. I love that yeah. you guys are saying, like, it's not a secret. It's just yeah. just yeah. do this consistently. No secrets out yeah, man. Um, Tony Thomas or Tommy Thomas wants to know what strategy are you guys using to implement your virtual business to make sure you guys don't get backdoored uh, on your deals? Man, I would say, uh, I mean, we got good boots on the ground. Yeah. We got great relationships with the sellers. Mm-hmm. If you're getting backdoored, I mean, you ain't build up that trust like you need to happen. I just talked to a seller earlier. Well, well actually it was yesterday, street called Piney Branch. The cash buyer had been reaching out to the seller and set up an appointment for 10 a.m. He wasn't happy about that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I instantly told the seller, hey, all communication go through us. He is one of our financial partners. We don't say it's a cash buyer, but he is a financial partner. And everything must go through us. And we called him. Lenny actually gave him a call and told him about it. Yeah. You know, it can happen at any time. But yeah. guess what? If I didn't have a trust 
with this specific seller, if I wasn't adding the specific benefits to this seller that needs certain type of things, the guy could have backdoored us easy and could have got the deal off. So I would say build up trust, man. That's very, very important. And I'll say this, you know, for us, one thing that we do, we, we set a lot of expectations within our company. You know, one thing that we like to do is, uh, you know, we like to send out a company policy uh, to our to our buyers. Let them know, hey, like, whatever the circumstances is for that particular deal, uh, whether that is you know, they're paying all closing calls, whether they're responsible for the clean out, um, you know, earnest money is 5 k you know, whatever it is, you know, we set the expectation up front. I love it. You know what I mean? Of course, you're going to have people that are still unethical. Mm-hmm. You can't control that. Yeah. But that's instant removal from our buyers list. You see, yeah. you see what I'm saying? And yeah, we got a very that. quick blacklist. Yeah. yeah. I want to say this real quick, too, man. I want to just drop this out there for everybody that's watching. You know, one thing that's been working for us, you know, of course, it's been absentee on the list. It's been cold calling. But this specific strategy right here, seller hold back. Most of our properties, if not half, has a seller holdback involved. Mm-hmm. Where if the seller wants a hundred thousand, we give them ninety thousand up front. You know, two weeks. Well, basically in two weeks, we may give them two extra weeks to be able to give them the rest of the funds, which is ten thousand. And then you know that's just been helping us out, man. A seller holdback. That's yeah. I'm talking about half our properties. We give somebody some funds up front, close on the property, and give them additional time. That's yeah. very important, right now. Yeah. Why do you think that is? Because I think the situations people are going through, you know, people yeah. are not working right now. You know, people are trying to find their next destination. So it's important for somebody to be able to get the funds up front. Yeah. And some people are older. They can't move as fast. Mm-hmm. So guess what? That's a part of being a problem solver. Yeah. And we take pride in that. We've been doing more uh, releasing earnest money. Yeah. See what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And the biggest thing with that is, man, we stay involved with the transaction the whole time. So... Even though we've already received our assignment fee, we still have the integrity right. to hey assist the buyer, assist yeah. the seller, and whatever they still need uh, within the transaction. Man, that's yeah. very important. Man, you got to be ethical in this business. Well, yeah. you're maintaining the relationships too. Facts. Exactly. What uh, Noel Challenger wants to know: What's the best mindset book? Oh, I like that mm. mindset book. Ain't one beyond. I say Bible, Proverbs. I was I, like, what I like to do is I like to listen to Proverbs every time I go to sleep. Yeah. I want, I want to feel something. I don't want to just read something. I want to feel something. Yeah. I want to feel God inside of me at all times. I want him to tell me when I'm wrong, when I'm right. You know, it's been Proverbs, man. I've been reading Proverbs lately, Ecclesiastics. A lot of people are going to say a business book, but I, I feel like when you get in that Bible, man, you feel a certain type of way. So that's just my answer. And you look at, like, they did a survey, right? Like all the most successful uh, people and consistently the top two books. Was the Bible right. and Think and Grow Rich? Yeah. Um, so, actually, real quick, you know, we were talking about relentless. You know what surprised me? What's that? What Tim Grover said was the most athletic person he he coached. Do you remember who it was? Was it D Wade? It wasn't D Wade. Barkley. Hmm. Wow. Barkley. Barkley was like while he was you know after his surgery he was still in a cast. Yeah. And he was still dunking off of one leg while wearing a cast. Man, Barkley, you know, I think Barkley was most impressive about him. When he came into the league, he was a certain amount of weight. And uh, he ended up, you know, getting on a, a certain type of diet and working out. He ended up slimming down, man. Mm-hmm. And that really helped his career. Well, he got know. fat, so he wouldn't get drafted by the exactly. Sixers. Exactly. <laughs> um, Elijah wants to know, what are you guys' next steps? What are you guys transitioning to? What's the next move for you guys? I would say, man, a lot of more passive income. You know, a lot. Of, uh, you know, we want to get into the development field as well. 
You know, of course, we want to be able to touch as many people. I like what you say. I want to create as many millionaires as possible. Yeah. It's always the mission. Our course, you know, we just sold, you know, uh, well over 100 copies of our course. No funnels. Mm-hmm. We haven't ran a funnel since we did the webinar when we first introduced it. It's not a good thing, of course. But it just lets you know, man, word of mouth is everything. So I would say probably just touching more people with the course. Yeah. Uh, You know, and just, you know, we got our two-day transformation coming up next week. We want to teach people oh, yeah, how to right. actually you know, build businesses up. It's a lot of, you know, courses out on how to get into wholesaling, but there's not a lot on how to scale up to possibly six figures a month for somebody. Yeah. How can they find out more about that? Uh, you can you can, you can reach us on Instagram. As far as the course, you can DM us on Instagram, Real Estate Diddy, D-I-T-T-Y. I got a link tree in my bio, Master of Water Acquisitions 101. Facebook, we got the link tree in the bio. So if mm-hmm. you're looking to purchase the course, you can reach us there. If you're looking for the two-day transformation, you can always shoot us a DM. So gotcha. that's that's fine as well. We actually got a website that's being worked on literally right now. So uh, you can just reach out to us for right now. We're very, very active. All right. Yes, sir. So I'm going to wrap this up. So you guys got to come up with your final thought, and I'll just make a couple of quick announcements. Uh, so, guys, um, we had, I think, 180 people last week on our call for the productivity training. And uh, we're doing part two tomorrow at 3 o'clock my time at 6 o'clock Eastern. You guys are interested disruptors.com slash time t-i-m-e so last thoughts yeah so i'll say this man like whoever you know whoever's in this business whoever's looking to inspire to do this business you know just keep going man because like i swear like it was times when i was on the railroad you know and i, I just really felt discouraged like i had people telling me like listen man you ain't you're not about to do real estate. Like you like you swing a hammer every day. You know what I mean? So like it don't it's no excuses, man. If you just be persistent in what you do and you continue to keep God first, you know what I mean? That's so important. And uh and, and just keep your subconscious mind full. That's 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 the biggest thing, man. Cause if if your subconscious mind is full of people that's that's talking to you at work and not with Align with the vision that you're going, you know, you, you're going to be stagnant. But if you still, if you're continuing, continuously growing, continuously learning about the things that you're looking to do, you're consistently putting work towards what you're trying to do, you're going to eventually get to your destination. And, and when you go all in, this one thing we didn't talk about, when you go all in with what you're trying to do, which means either you quit your job or whatever that is, you, it's a certain amount of blessings that you're going to get from that. So don't be scared. Don't be scared to um, not only just quit your job, but just to have faith. When you do quit your job and do things like that, that God, like you, you, what you're doing is you're showing God, Hey, I got faith in you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like when you give God, the more faith you give God, you know, the more he's going to give into you. He taught you a crumb. That's, that's, that's a lot. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like that for us, for us earthlings, that's a lot. So, man, just keep the faith, man. Stay focused. Keep your subconscious mind full. That's very, very important in this journey, man. It's not always going to be, um, you know, even me and this guy, we don't always have conversation over coffee and donuts. Right. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes we have some hard conversations that we got to have. Yeah. But that's just business. Yeah. You know, we understand that. But at the end of the day, we both have the common task of achieving our goals and what's best for the company. Yeah. So that's going to be a part of it, man. So I just say... Just stay focused. Don't let don't let nobody to allow you to get off your block. Yeah, yeah. 
Awesome. It's simple with me. Some people want to win, I got to win. You know what I mean? You know, it's a different mindset. If you want to win, that means you, uh, I don't really have to fake. Man, I got to win. It's that yeah. simple. Some people want to win, I got to win, and that's what I'm aiming for. You know, it's that simple. If you want to learn about sales, hit the link in my bio. Mm -hmm. It's that simple. You know, whether you get it or not, we're going to keep rolling. And we're going to keep doing exactly what we say we're doing. You know what I mean? If yeah. you wanna if you wanna come to the two day transformation, you wanna learn the blueprint, you know, I will say six figures a month. We just did it in a week. Mm -hmm. You know, we did hundred and five thousand, almost hundred and six. We had another week we did ninety eight. Yeah. Next week, right now, we probably almost do a hundred again. It's simple, man. If you wanna learn about it, hit us up. If you don't, it's okay. Keep grinding. Yeah. Much love and blessings. You know, I like um what I've said before is some people, you know, the world happens to them. But it's like you, you happen to the world. Facts. Right? It's going to happen. I want it, man. Yeah. I want it. Yeah. So yeah. if someone wants to get a hold of you, how do they do that? Uh, you can get a hold of me again. Uh, you know, Facebook is Keith Everett Jr. You know, you can uh, DM me. You can reach out to me. Uh, you know, Instagram is Real Estate Diddy. I actually just went viral on Twitter. I had uh, almost 22,000 likes off a post I did off the 100K that we're talking about now. It went viral, 22K uh, likes. Real Estate Diddy on Twitter. It's that simple. Reach out to me. I mean, I'm not I'm not the type of guy. I'm not bougie or nothing like that. You talk to me, I'll talk back. Yeah. You know, if you come at me and you're just asking for something, you don't introduce yourself properly, I might not hit you back. It's that simple. <laughs> and for me, uh, Facebook is Lenny Harrell Jr. Um, and Instagram, you can follow me at real estate underscore integrator. And um, I'm dedicated to posting a lot more content. I've been talking to this guy about that a lot. You know, I just, I'm looking to add more value to the community. Looking more, to add more valuable to, to value to everybody that's listening to this podcast. Shout out to Chief Steve Train too, man. Appreciate you. Thank you. Uh, Shout having out to Steve Train, too. man. We posted yeah. content, man. If I get one like, I'm good. I get one comment, I'm good. We ain't got. I'm yeah. not looking for 20, 30, 40, 50. Listen, if one person feel it, I feel it. Yeah. That's all I care about, man. That's what it's all about. Yes, so that's what we're looking to do. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks, guys, for coming. Yes, sir. The handshake. My God, we got the COVID-19 right now. We got the COVID-19. Thank you guys for watching. Yeah, see, we real estate disruptors. Can't nobody touch us. And yeah, we about to give you game. Shout out to Steve Train. Real estate disruptors. They cannot touch us. And yeah, we about to give you game. Shout out to Steve Train. Jump on the Steve Train. We about to give you game. REI's flowing through my veins. And you don't have to look no further. See right here, you gon' learn everything. Shout out to Steve Train. Jump on the Steve Train. We real estate disruptors. See, we real estate disruptors. Can't nobody touch us. And yeah, we about to give you games. Yeah, see, we real estate disruptors. 